0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. Today, Joven Means will share what it looks like to be a ringside athletic trainer. Joven is a professional cut man and an athletic trainer at DC Public Schools. And so he's going to talk about how he's mixing both medicine and bloodletting as a medical professional. So this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash cutman, one word, cutman, so sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash cutman. Of course, I am your host, Jeremy Jackson, and this is exciting because I really don't know anything about boxing other than what you see by watching Rocky or something like that, and so Jovan will educate me as well as you. So Jovan, welcome to the podcast today, and uh, why don't you get us started with your athletic trainer story.
1: Oh, cool. Thank you for having me, uh, Jeremy, and everyone. Um, Javon Means, a native Washingtonian. uh, Yeah, been an athletic trainer for a little over 16 years. Uh, I worked for D.C. public schools um, full-time as an athletic trainer. Uh, I went to North Carolina Central University and then uh, California University of Pennsylvania for my master's and... Came back to Washington, D.C. to work uh, as a full time athletic trainer and um, actually back in the same D.C. public schools that I, uh, you know, grew up in and um, had an athletic trainer and uh, by the name of Don Bracely. But we all, uh, you know, worked to actually worked back together now, the same athletic trainer that I had when um, I was in high school. So that's how I got uh, introduced to athletic training.
0: All right. So are you in D.C. public schools? Are you working in a high school or do y'all work as a district? Because I know here Houston ISD, they have athletic trainers that kind of work at the stadiums here in Pasadena ISD, which is literally like across the street. We have Mm -hmm. two athletic trainers in all high school. What does that look like for you?
1: Uh, We all work together, but we're mostly we're based out of high schools, but we work for the whole district. So we have some middle school responsibilities and maybe a couple of elementary event here and there so but we take care of pretty much the whole public school setting and um we're secondary school but uh middle school and a little tad bit of elementary maybe like a track meet or something small like that um we take care of the whole city
0: gotcha. so you're based out of the high school are you at the same high school that you graduated from
1: Oh, I'm, I'm not. Actually, Ms. Bracely is still there. So I, I'm at a uh, crosstown high school, um, but I have worked events there. And um, like we all have each other back. So if she's out or something, I may cover something or uh, take care of kids and events at her high school or our high school because we all work together pretty much.
0: <laughs> so I think I've had this conversation before. I I graduated from Houston Baptist University. Uh, I graduated actually from Pasadena ISD where I work, and then Houston Baptist University. And then I came over here to Pasadena High School. And then I was offered the job over there at Adobe whenever their athletic trainers were leaving. That's where I graduated from was Adobe. And I just personally never wanted to go back and work at the high school <laughs> that I went to. So, how do you feel about that? If you were offered that job, would you go back there?
1: Uh, probably now, since I've been back sixteen plus years, um, it's totally you know, everyone is gone and different and, uh, I, I wouldn't mind, um, actually pretty cl- close to my home. Um, but when I first got back, uh, when I got hired, uh, by Dr. Walters, uh, he didn't want me to go back cause I was still familiar with everyone and just wanted me to be my own person and, and start fresh. So, but I, I would go back if, yeah. if I had the opportunity.
0: Makes sense. Cause you know, sometimes we'll get, uh, some of the coaches, they come back right after graduating college, you know, if they graduated from here. So then four years later, so some of these kids, you know, they used to play volleyball or soccer or whatever it is with their older siblings. And then it's kind of it's kind of weird. So I can definitely understand that it aspect. Was. So. It was. All right. So you've talked about how you became an athletic trainer. And then let's talk a little bit more about how you got into cut man, being a cut man. Were you into boxing as a kid? Anything like that?
1: I didn't box per se, but I always was a fan of boxing and actually mixed martial arts. And uh, it, it's funny because, you know, just looking around, I've been doing the high school for 16 years and just wanted to try to do something also non-traditional, just looking for a way to expand. And I watching, uh, actually ordered a fight with my, my son, and he actually was like, Dad that's similar to what you do. And, you know, sending the guy's hand in the cut. And I was like, wow, I just had an epiphany. I was like, let me, you know, do some more uh, research. You know, I always saw it, but I never figured myself trying to do that. So I just did what kids this generation do and start YouTubing and going to Instagram and, and, and looking up famous cut men and uh, cut men in the area. And, um, actually, um, reached out to a few asking what does it entail you know what do you any certifications and how how does i how do i go about uh being a cutman and um uh, a few of them reached back um and, and gave me some advice and and that's when i start uh, pursuing the, the the cutman and what, what i need to be a cutman and um the the i guess the family of being a a cutman into a uh, sports and boxing
0: all right well keep telling me what did it take
1: okay cool man um it's funny I, i reached out to a few people on uh instagram uh and actually one of the top cut men in uh united states right now mike rodriguez reached back to me and um he ended up being my mentor and uh was telling me some things about uh, being a cut man and, and what you need, because um, a lot of people wouldn't hit me back because it's it's kind of competitive, and it's kind of like an inside thing. Like you either come up in it or you, you really don't come in from the outside. That I, I learned, but now that I know how to get in and, and meet the people and, and get in the cut man, I I, I figured that out. So um, I could tell you a quick story how. I knew it was meant to be uh, after I reached out to Mike Rodriguez. Crazy thing, about two weeks later, he was having a fight, uh, a national televised fight in, uh, in Virginia, not far away from where I stay. And he was like, well, the day before the fight, I'm giving a little tutorial at this uh, mixed martial arts gym on how to wrap hands or how to be a cut man. Just, you know, a little quick, impromptu thing. And he was like, man, come on out. So I drove about an hour away and went went to this, and uh, went to the little seminar, you know, thing, you know, for free. And he, uh, I met him, and you know, we started talking back and forth, and and it, it was just perfect. It went on from from there, and the wild thing is, the fight fight the fighter that he was fighting with or, or being a cut man for the next day was uh, out of town, or he was coming from Philly and he was fighting a big uh undefeated guy from uh DC and his fighter ended up winning <laughs> uh and becoming a, a unanimous uh champion so it was just it was just big it was it was wild so it, it that, that's how he uh helped me out into being uh getting into the cutman scenario all
0: right so is it permissible for you to kind of give that information kind of like what you learned at that that seminar so how, oh, yeah. how did you get started as a Cutman?
1: Uh uh definitely i mean um he broke down how to you know some guys uh wrap hands and um i always was a consider myself a good ankle rapper or did a Great thumb spiker here and there, but a boxing hand job is totally is totally different. There's a lot of layers. Um, it takes about me right now, and I've been practicing for over a couple years. About 12 minutes to do one hand, um, and, and that's and and that's pretty good. Um, so I've, I've he, he went over different techniques. Um, you know, I'll uh, maybe a little later. I'll show you some of the tape and different things that I use um but he went over the techniques went over some uh blood stopping uh techniques around eyes and swelling control and um uh how to get in and out the ring and how how, actually how quick because we got 60 seconds and we got to be in our seat but when that bell ring how to run up there handle the cut swelling uh uh uh, you know maybe have to cool the fighter down and get out within 50 seconds and, and back down to your seat um to, to, uh, he went over things like that and I was like, wow, I, I was hooked I was like, man, dissimilar to what I do already um, you know, impromptu, getting there seeing the injury, seeing the injury before it happened, same thing with boxing you see the punches landing before you go, you be like, he's about to swell up or he might get cut or you might see a head butt, and you're already thinking what you're what you're about to do what, what technique you're about to use and I was like, this, this is what I do when I on a football field or volleyball court or basketball, I see the the foul. I, I see the hard hit. I I know when that person is limping. was what I'm going to do next. So it, it it was just like a perfect little mesh um, when, when I saw that, and um and, and that's how I went from there. And I you know if you want, I can tell you the next story about <laughs> Mike. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So I can tell you how how crazy like how perfect it was at, and, and timing. Um, so after that, he won the championship. The, the guy, um, we were lined up. Uh, it was 2019. We uh, Vegas uh, NATA convention. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna be in Vegas, um, you know, whatever that weekend was. And he was like, wow, uh, I'm working a line of fights that uh, weekend that's gonna be on pay-per-view um, PBC and, um, pay-per-view. And he was, you know, and he was like, you know, maybe I can try to reach out and talk to a couple of people. Maybe I can get you, you know, to come shadow. And, and I was like, heck yeah. So, um, and it was just a perfect, cause it was like the weekend, like I got, I changed my flight and got there a couple of days earlier. Cause I think the fight may have been, maybe been on that Saturday or Sunday and convention started Monday. I can't remember exactly, but it was a day or two earlier. And, um, uh, he was like, it's no guarantees, but once I went out there, and I realized how big he was in boxing, and everyone knew him, and he knew everyone, and if you into boxing, you know, it's certain special referees, it's certain promoters, it's certain guys that's always on the TV, and they would come, hey, Mike, you know, talking to him, you know, what was the next fight, or this, I was like, oh, he knows everyone, so, um, and it, we was, I think, we was at the MGM, um, I got to meet, uh Julian Williams at that point was the uh undisputed champion at uh 154 pounds so we had breakfast at the hotel right before that um Julian paid <laughs> the champ paid so it I was like wow I, I you know this is you know very interesting and um and, and great so uh the day before he was like um actually might have been the day of the event he was like well i got you backspace t- uh passes and actually you can come come uh, you know, shadow. So I'm thinking I can just do some behind the scenes thing, watch him cup tape a few hands or rap. Um he was like, Well I gotta go by one of the fighters uh uh hotel room so we went up to the top suite and there was a guy named uh Chris Colbert. He he is undefeated, uh aka Primetime, uh aka Lil B hop. I didn't know him for, from from Adam. He introduced me into his hotel room. I was like wow, this how they live um he gave me a shirt and gear. He was like, "Hey, I want you to walk out with me." I said, "What?" So, before the fight, after the fight, you know, uh, pre-fight, um, I got to walk out in Las Vegas at the MGM for a, a big-time uh, fight. I think he was maybe five and zero at this time. And um, it, when I saw, saw that experience, it, it, it was awesome. And I was like, "Yo, this is what I want to do." But also, Mike was like, "Hey." this the big time this you got to start off from from the bottom and i was like i i'm ready to put the work in to 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 get there and um to experience some some of this uh um it, it was just a great experience and perfect timing actually
0: that is, that really is cool. Just how the things worked out being, you know, heading to Vegas already a couple of days early. I want to go back to, it takes you 12 minutes to wrap one hand. So obviously I saw whatever, whatever that Jordan B. Um, uh, whatever his name Creed, is. Creed, 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 Creed. Yeah. And so, you know, he's talking about like wrapping his hands and he's like, Oh, take it off. I got to go poop. That kind of thing. Cause I was like, there's no way. I mean, he's just wrapping up his hand. So tell me a little bit more about what it takes to tape that one hand that takes you 12 minutes.
1: Oh man, it it it's awesome. Uh starting off, each boxing commission uh has a little bit different of what you can do to to tape a hand and how much gauze you can uh you can use, um uh stretchy gauze. So we used uh, using pre wrap for under tapes or ankles or maybe no wrap at all. You gotta use a certain gauze, a certain length and also uh a certain uh, amount of tape per hand you can't go over um so it takes time to you make hand pads uh knuckle pads out of this gauze you wrap it around your hand make uh uh, gauze pads i mean uh knuckle pads if you see fighters that have a thick uh pad that protects their knuckles but also you can't put tape over their knuckles so you got to be an inch away from the knuckles so you got to time that perfectly because each hand each hand wrap when you're in back is 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 monitored by a boxing referee or official so if you mess up and and that tape goes a little further you'll have to do it over so you want to be meticulous that you don't want (laughs) to you want to have that inch and also uh, someone's especially if it's a championship fight someone from the opposite team is there to watch also so they don't want to make sure you don't layer it uh a certain way to make a a disadvantage. So you, you, got to go on, go over with the, uh, under wrap. Then you making, uh, you're taping a certain amount, um, use, you know, inch tape, uh, you, you can do up into an inch and a half, but, um, use about an inch, inch tape, uh, and, uh, you got to keep going over. It's almost like plywood because you're going different directions and you want to cover the different, uh, carpal uh bones and different things uh you you want to layer to protect that fight some fighters uh have more fragile hands so you got to they want their pad a little thicker than big heavyweight guys they might have a little bit less padding but you, you got to go through so much tape and um it is just a a technique meticulous technique that you want to go over and also uh some com, uh, commissions have different rules you can go between the fingers with uh, no more than a half an inch tape. Some uh, people do a little twist technique with a tape; they twist it and go between the knuckles. Some commissions that's illegal because they say you can feel it. There's no way you can feel it, but anyway, that's illegal in some commissions. So you want to make sure you're there with the professional, the guy looking over the other team, and hey, I'm doing this correct. So what I do, I go through to the uh, each Nevada, or if it's DC if it's Baltimore right now I'm since I'm in DC like I go five minutes I'm in Virginia I go another five minutes I'm in Maryland so um, I get certified in those you know those three states but they all got a little different on how they can do a hand wrap so I don't want to go to Maryland and do a Virginia hand wrap or vice versa so it it, it, that's how it takes a little bit more time hopefully that answered the, the question a little bit
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, like I said, all I know is from watching Creed or Rocky. Yeah. And so, like, like I said, I was like, why, why does it take so long? You know? And, you know, you do see them wrapping all around and it's just, it's interesting to see. Um, have you had that mistake to where you have done the wrong certification, wrong uh, tape and had to start over?
1: No, I have not, but the, the, um, cause I, I try to be very meticulous, but some of the, the fighters you can go a little tighter or go a little looser and i always try to err on being a little bit restrictive but some of the guys they get a little hype in that bluff start flowing and they'll be like oh man it's too tight you gotta maybe do an adjustment kind of the same if you're used to with an ankle wrap or something they, someone's not used to it or they're not used to you and you might have to adjust it a, a little bit just um because they want to get comfortable, you definitely don't want their hands going numb or something in the middle of a fight. So I, I try to, you know, make sure I'm doing it correctly and um, the way they like it. If I have to do it over, maybe I try to adjust it, take a couple layers off because it's 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 about. I can't even imagine, uh, at least 10 different layers and different directions of the way you go the tapes so you can uh, protect those hands because those would make their money. So you got to, you, you pretty much learn it. I think one of the other cut man said to consider it almost like uh, plywood. It, it's just a whole bunch of pieces of tape going in different directions and, you know, but to make it stronger. So I haven't made that mistake of having to do it over but definitely had to adjust a little bit.
0: So your son kind of started all this for you. Say, hey, dad, you could do this. Has he been yep. able to participate in it with you?
1: Um. Actually, I I wanted to be, because right now I do a lot of volunteer work at the local uh, Oxen Hill Boxing Club. It's one of the top boxing clubs for for amateurs in this uh, uh, area, this region. Actually, I didn't know that. I actually knew it. It's funny a coach and I looked and when doing my research I was like wow he works at a boxing gym I reached out to one of my former uh football coaches he was like yeah come over and um you know look and see how I do it. you can practice wrapping your hands on some of the amateurs and um they brung me in and I- I've been trying to convince my son to come over but he's more of a He's not that type of guy, if I can say that. He, he's not that physical. He goes to an academic school. I was like, come on, <laughs> you know, try it out. You know, it's, it's, it's amateurs, but that's not his his thing. But I, I have a, a, a four-year-old and I think he might be a boxer. <laughs> he, he's physical. He I think he might be the one.
0: I got you. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the hand wrapping, and uh, you mentioned as an athletic trainer, you're sitting there, you're watching, okay, well, I think he may be hurt here, or this is what I can expect to to see from him. So talk a little bit more about what a professional cut man does other than uh, taping hands and protecting those money makers, and then how, as an athletic trainer, those kind of work together.
1: Oh, man, that, that's a great question. Um, just to piggyback off a little bit, I and mean, what made me a little bit more I can say, uh, valuable is actually a lot of cut men. Well, I'm going to say a lot. Some do not even tape hands, tape hands. That's like a bonus. Some cut men are mostly just what you're about to explain now, just taking care of the, uh, the, the swelling and the cuts and, the, uh, the, uh, seeing the injury. So, you know, we're on, the, we're on the side or the, the uh, apron and, you know, they give you a, a warning right before a 10 second that, that the ring is about the, uh, the round is about to end, so you, you want to be looking at your fighter. You seeing that he's he's catching a lot of right hands, so you know his his left eyes is probably going to be swe- swollen, um, maybe not yet. So we have different tools. If you, you know the most famous um, you, people see is the uh, the uh, end swell, so you keep that on ice and. Um, you can go straight for that eye that you know that's going to get swollen up. Put a little bit of cold and a bit of uh, compression on it. We keep it in the ice bucket and, and put some compression, and um, to even before you know that it is going to be swollen, just from that our athletic training, we we know that uh, we, we can see little things um that is going to happen. You uh you, you know that swelling is going to come that uh he's going to bruise up. So um that's how that athletic training comes in, uh, from watching sports or seeing things like that. Um, also, uh, wound care is already in our curriculum, knowing that, that wound care and, um, uh, compression, uh, you know, trying to get, uh, cuts to coagulate and, um, things of that nature. So if I see that cut, I'm I'm going right there trying to put that pressure on it and, um, to, to try to, uh, stop that uh, the, the bleeding um, so may you might be having a, a, a swelling on one eye and then a cut on the other eye so you got to kind of use <laughs> uh, what you see uh, I'm kind of having a blank but was the most crucial um, if someone's bleeding over their eye and you don't want it to run down in their vision so you might attack that uh, that cut over the eye and then maybe the swelling under the opposite eye be your second uh, you know, go to or try to do both at the same time, um, and that goes to the athletic training. You know, <laughs> we 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 taught to go in progression of, of of the most seriousness of an injury, or you know your ABCs if you <laughs> if you want to think of it that in that type of uh, thing.
0: So that's actually a great, uh, <laughs> great point right there. What is your priority? So for high school athletics if a kid is bleeding it could be bleeding from their elbow and it completely doesn't affect anything at all other than there's blood on somebody's jersey so we have to get them out get the wound covered and then get the blood off the jersey but in boxing if you swell up over the eye then you can't see then that whole side is vulnerable so so what is the priority there
1: uh i always go more um if, if if it's bleeding if it's bleeding Over the eye, I go over the eye first because you know gravity take it right into the eye, Um, and then I'll go um, definitely swelling uh, next. I mean, if he's bleeding on the eye, but one is swelling and he can't hardly see, I try to attack that uh, swelling because you want to him be able to see that vision, especially if you keep getting hit with the left. You want him to be able to see left, so I try to attack the. Next, just any swelling definitely over, um, around the eye, um, next. So I definitely want the, the vision um, is definitely priority. If if his nose is bleeding, third, then that'll be third. Like the nose, okay, um, I, I try to just sneak a nose plug up there and hopefully, you know, we can stop the bleeding. But anything around that vision is, is definitely going to be my first first priority um blood and swelling um but that swelling can definitely get worse that's why i, I said i try to even pre <laughs> pre-treat the swelling um because i know it's coming and um do it that way <clears throat>
0: all right so you said that tool i think you said call, it was called InSwell. i don't know is that what you said it was
1: yeah n-swell uh, so- or
0: so is that just metal cuz I know that we have like these cryo ball things or you even have like a at the house a spatula that has like the liquid nitrogen or something inside of it that keeps it colder keeps it from like freezing Did, does that tool have anything inside of it or is it just metal
1: It is just metal um but I have seen they're they're coming out with some you can put like some ice in it and it's metal on the outside to keep it a little bit cooler It I think it's so much advancement that we can bring from athletic training over to being a cut man. Like I can get into it. It's so many things. I was like, Oh, we can use that and bring it over here, but we just got to make sure it is legal in, in, in the fighting um, like that. So I don't know exactly about that, but it, it definitely can be, I, I bring different techniques and different things over um, from it. So this little inswell, but I also got a, a stainless steel ice cream scoop. I keep on cold and it fits very well in the orbital and the eye sockets to uh, push down that pressure. So just thinking of little things like that, I actually got the uh, idea similar from a mentor and I was like, man, that's perfect. It can fit in there and and go inside that, uh, socket a little bit. So I I look for different things around or maybe an athletic training room that I can use over, um, to, to move into the uh, cut man field. So it's a lot of room for, uh, growth and opportunity to go between back and forth
0: all right so you said bleeding over the eye is a number one priority nose yeah. is you know kind of kind of important but not hugely all right so what yeah. do you do to help stop that blood over the eye with somebody who's super sweaty who's only got 60 seconds and he's got three other things going on
1: me um me personally i i um for that blood over eye is, uh, I have these, uh, uh, like Q-tips, but not regular, uh, Q-tips. They're actually pretty long. And, um, I actually got these online looking for, and these actually dog ear cleaners (laughs) and they go, they cross, they go across the whole brow, like pretty long. And you can actually put the ice over compression and hold this in and and try to get that wound, uh, Closed and um get it to coagulate, but uh um, some you know professional cut you are allowed a couple different medicines to to use to uh one of uh, vasoconstrictor that pretty much everyone uses um adrenaline one and one thousand and um it's almost like epinephrine and it, it uh if you got a deep cut or most of the professional guys, and or if you work with someone a lot, they, they all live by that mostly, and that uh, closed that wound up. And then there's a couple other coagulants. Uh, avatine is the name, and um, thrombin they use. Um, but most of those, I, I don't mess with it because it works better when you're dry, and if, you know, blood is not dry, and then they sweating, and, and you, you've really got to – work work with that stuff um in the middle of a, a 60 seconds or 50 seconds because you got to get it in the ring and out out the ring so um me compression ice my, my go-to's and actually i haven't i haven't had any big issues or anything like that using get it stopped um wipe the wound off real good with a gauze a four by four first and then i go in with the uh, q-tip and um compression Then i may put a, a ice a ice pack Right over top of that, and it's been working like a charm. Um, I haven't had to go to meds yet or use anything like that.
0: So, mm-hmm. if you were active at all in the secondary school Facebook group, then mm-hmm. you would have seen people probably every two or three months talking about the heel bump for nosebleeds. Have you ever done that? Oh.
1: Some of my colleagues live by that heel bump uh, thing. I have not done it. And then, two, I always like, is the leg. Straight Is this uh, down two bumps? Like I, I just don't want to have to think about that so quickly, but everyone has used it as that. They told me it has, it has worked. And maybe I would try that in like a training session or something like that. Um, but not in the middle of an event, but I, it, it's not out of the question. It's just that I, I'm not familiar with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that's always the thing. There's no real, like this is the procedure. It's like, okay, well, Stomp the heel real hard in the ground or lay them on the, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's got to be the opposite nostril and leg and those Yeah, things. I heard
1: so many things.
0: <laughs> All right. So everybody always wants to hear like a horror story. Like what's the, what's the worst that you've seen in boxing?
1: <laughs> okay. The worst that I've, I've seen, um, is actually one of my, my, my first, uh, fights, um, the, the the guy. Um, I I guess I'll give you a little backstory later about how you find fighters or, or different like things like that. But it was my first day meeting the guy, and um, I w- I worked this corner, so I was just there for for mostly you know cuts and things like that. But I saw in the middle of the round that he got whacked. I I knew that he was he 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 wasn't uh where he needed to be. If 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 he was one of my high school guys, I know he would have been pulled from the game. Put it that much. I. But boxing is a little different. Like, they all want to – well, I I guess it can be the same for fighters. just want to go back and want to go more. But in my deep mind, I should have told this coach to throw in the towel. Man, he went back in there. He got hit so hard and and got knocked out. I, I thought he was, you know, he was done. For good, I was like, I hope I didn't just watch this guy die in the ring. So that's how bad it looked. He ended up. You know coming to for a little uh you know a little while later and um i think he did go to the emergency room and probably had some severe concussion but that was my scariest and it wasn't even a blood or eye it, it was just seeing this guy get knocked out that up and close in person and was and he was a good guy like you know we've talked and had fun before and to see him get knocked out is something to you know i guess it's part of the sport but it is, is the toughest for me saying someone that you know will work with uh lose <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what does that mean for you as a cut man? Because you're not the athletic trainer to step in. Are you the medical professional that steps in and says, Okay, well now we have to keep him still, hold his spine until EMS arrives. So what does that look like?
1: Yeah, we're we're not they have a um a set of EM, EMTs, um they have a. uh every fight doc but i am the you know the 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 cut man especially but we do you do work together with the with the coach and from knowing just from experience you can't suggest that hey i I don't think you can go anymore um it's not your call i'm so used to it's definitely my call but i can say to the the fight doc you know nah no you know something like that like i i don't think so um that 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 he can go any anymore. So I don't have to hold speed spine. Actually, they want you to get out the ring uh, as soon as possible, as soon as he knocked out. Like my first, when I saw that fight, I wanted to go hold C spine. I wanted to go, the first thing they want you out and they bring in the ring doc um, to come in and then the EMTs, they come in and spine board or anything, uh, what's next. Um, that's how the procedure goes.
0: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely different and I'm sure... It takes some yeah. training to not jump in because it's you know, not oh. that I trained her first. That's what you've been yeah. doing.
1: So, Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, you talked about a couple of the guys in Las Vegas. So, that you know, you go up to the penthouse suite and, you know, yeah. working your way up to the big time there. And mm. you said one of the guys, you know, a couple of the guys were undefeated. Has there been a person to where you were starstruck? You didn't really know, like, like, oh, my gosh, this guy. I've been watching him for years or something like that.
1: Uh actually yes that that same night um the the Charlo brothers if i know they they they're both uh they're twin brothers and um they both world title holders and they both was there just sitting around shooting one brother actually fought that night but the other brother was in the back just chilling and a couple of also really big time like trainers were were there guys i seen that works with, work with like you know, like a Bernard Hopkins or a Floyd, uh, not really a Floyd Mayweather, but other people. And, you know, big people I've seen on TV that, that were there. But I think that the Chalo brothers was uh, the big, uh, I was like, wow. You know, and they just regular people chilling, you know, with the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so that that was good. Um, I can go uh you know um i don't know if you had a a question but yeah so that that was the big time but start to get the work in you got to start from the bottom and um so that that's what i learned starting from 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 the bottom to to uh get there and actually that's where i get uh the best uh practice if i can say is fighters that do get hit so you end up going to you know local fights or local shows and um, talking to guys that they bring in. Um, if you're familiar, the B-side guys, um, guys that usually they come in as one in five, one in six, and to lose pretty much so the other guy can get his record up to five and oh and six and oh. So I end up wanting to work with those guys. My mentor told me, he was like, hey, it's easy to be a cut man for someone that don't get cut or don't get hit so to get the work in and get the practice i go with the guys that are not as good because they're going to get hit they're going to get work so i i, I usually work with those guys um now just to get my training and um and they, they appreciate even more because a lot of these guys come from out of town uh you know they don't get paid as much and um they pretty much know they bringing them in to lose So for someone that want to be, you know, to work with them. Also, I'm giving them an A1 tape job like I think my tapes, my my, uh, one of my hashtags is your favorite rappers, favorite rapper, because I can wrap them hands. So they get an A1 tape job. I'm going to take care of them professional. I've been doing athletic training for 16 years and they're very appreciative to have someone like me in their corner and they don't have the big time money or the big time whatever. And, um, I, I give them the same treatment and the same work. And, um, it, it, it's a great experience to meet these people and they look out for you. they are like, uh, if you ever in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, come see me, <laughs> you know, things like that. So it, it, I got a lot of stories and experiences. It's, it's great though.
0: Great. So it sounds like it's a lot about relationships and that's interesting because, you know, you meet, Mike, who was pretty much a big name, but then he's telling you, hey, you need to work with these almost nobodies, these guys that aren't going to be winning and carrying you along with them. So it's an interesting balance to see. Um, What else would you say to somebody who maybe wants to kind of get into being a cut man as an athletic trainer?
1: Definitely experience. Definitely jump on YouTube, jump on Instagram, uh, follow people, um, hit me up underscore atc underscore joe and we and we can talk and um but definitely go to your your local um boxing gyms and i've been turned away from a couple or they was like who is this guy they don't know what athletic trainers are or how it even relate um you know you tell them your experience they, they just don't get it um but just go to a, a couple and then someone's going to know what athletic trainer is someone's going to be boxers at the oxen hill gym a lot of the uh, boxers play basketball, football, play other sports. So they kinda have a little bit of knowledge what you do or the coaches play football sports. So just keep knocking on doors and keep reaching out to people. You're gonna find someone like Mike, you're gonna find someone like me, um, guy locally Reggie Brown, took me in, gave me all his hookups, you know, walked me to how to approach guys that um coming from the B side and out of town and um took me to different promoters and uh let me know how it goes, how to go in to the weigh-ins the day before to meet the boxers, to uh, meet the trainers and things like that. I would have never known without, you know, someone pretty much walking me through and, and, and teaching me how to do it. And I want to do it to someone else if they want to. Want to.
0: What do you feel like is your favorite experience so far? Um, I mean, it sounds like Las Vegas may be one of those, but what is your favorite experience as <laughs> okay. a
1: Cupman? crazy crazy this is my favorite experience so far and out of many so like i told you i go to the b side i meet guys from out of town um that come in um you know to take you know a small purse but you know they got to feed their family and they do this you know might be their side job or or something of of that nature um i actually met um a, a brother two guys from uh dallas texas and um, I go to the weigh-in. How I do? I go to the weigh-in the day before, cause a lot of these guys don't come in until the day before the um to fight, the, lo- uh, the local like champions and things of that nature. So he came in. I, I saw him. He looked like he was about. By- it was just two brothers. And I was like, oh, you you know such and such. I look at the roster, and I was like, you know, you interested in you know cut man services? You know, I tell him, uh, you know how much I charge and what I'll do for him and things of that nature. And He was like heck yeah <laughs> you know he he was excited he was like heck yeah I mean, it's just me and my, my my brother so I was like okay and um so I, I was like I'll meet you the next day you know come you know like I said it takes at least 30 minutes to wrap your hands and then they got to warm up and things like that so I meet people maybe three or three three hours before the fight um and that's if I have I usually have multiple guys that I work with so I you know time it um and so I was there and I wrapped his hands and, um, things like that. And he was like, um, I, I always communicate with the, the coach and like, you know, I can go in a ring, um, or you can go in the, Cause only one person can be in a ring, but we hang through the ropes. I, you know, um, so, but he was like, nah, you can go in a ring and, you know, handle your business. And he was like, actually, could you coach also? It's like, huh? <laughs> the brother was like, I don't know nothing about you. He's like, could you be my coach? So I was like, okay, if I see, he was like, if you see anything, just tell me to do this. I was like, oh, okay. I watched boxing enough and, and it's funny. I end up helping my football coaches and different things. I was like, I can do this. So uh, we get to the fight. He's, I looked at his record. He one in five, he fighting the guy six and zero. Um, The guy come out flashy, all the nice tights. My guy have on some, you know, Decent boxing trunks, <laughs> and um, the, the the funny thing about it, the guy that he was fighting that was six and zero, that was a local favorite. Um, actually, my, my wife's best friend, that was like her nephew, so like I actually kind of knew him. I was like, wow, and he, he was six and zero, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll you know if I see anything, you know, I, I, I'm assuming this guy's not that great. I was like, you know, if I if I see something, you know, so I end up actually really coaching this guy while being a cut man, you know, you know, duck, you know, bob and weave, you know, just use your jab, you know, trying not to get hit on this side. This guy had the heart of a lion. He ended up winning this fight, upsetting the guy. Uh, he, he, to bring his record to like two and five, two and six. And and the, and the other guy had his first loss from some guy that he brought in from Texas that I, I didn't, I didn't give a chance hell to winning. So on my record, I'm 1-0. I'm undefeated. I tell my son I'm undefeated as a boxing coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, so you hear I'm about undefeated. some athletic trainers having to coach because coach gets ejected yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And you're talking about, like, the sophomore <laughs> girls basketball, or whatever it is, and, you know.
1: Exactly. That's how I felt.
0: Any other stories, wisdom that you want to impart?
1: Not really stories. Uh, The guy, uh, my mentor, Mike, actually, he's um, part owner of uh, – war tape and war tape is a, a boxing tape and uh i'm so we used to uh different tapes and things of that nature and it, it's just so so cool that you know the uh mma guys are different when they have their own tape but actually i was just saying it it, it actually works works well it's just that um i just wanted to uh my my wisdom is that if you can tape um ankles and things like that you you can um learn how to tape the boxing gloves and stuff like that it's just, it's the same same tape or anything like that it's just that you so familiar with using um one inch tape and we're usually you know inch and a half usually and stuff like that um, but it, it, it all correlates and, and stuff so you can come on over and then we'll be a little bit ahead of the game because like i said earlier a lot of cut men i ain't gonna say a lot but some cut men do not tape angles I mean tape uh hands you know they're so used to their your coaches and stuff doing it and I I think we got a one-up because we're so used to tape and, and things like that so when uh my uh mentor found out he had a tape and I could tape I was like yeah he was like can you give me a uh honest opinion of how my tape is, I was like, Oh, it's, it's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty, actually pretty good. So it it, it definitely compares to what, you know, what I'm used to using and stuff like that. So we, it's a lot of interchangeable from AT and and Cutman. So it is great.
0: All right, so on the similar note, do you always use the same one? I know you said different fighters have their own. Is it just basically whatever they can get or, or does it have to be a certain type of tape?
1: Uh, it doesn't have a certain type of tape. Um, I usually bring, well, some of the guys that come out of town, they bring their own tape, but I actually like using the, uh, the, uh, the war tape, um, tape. Um, so I just use what I have. And then, like I said, my mentor is Mike. He, he sent me some and I just go ahead and use it. And then, um, they have some unique. I don't know if any of the tape, the athletic, tra- the, I ain't gonna say regular, cause this is technically athletic training tape too that, um, it, it can come in a whole roll, but then you can split it in half and it comes to a, 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 a half-inch tape. So I don't know, instead of trying to split it yourself or having a separate roll for an inch and half like that. So it, it's unique, and I like using that, so I try to use that. And then once they see this, um, it, it's kind of crazy because it's logo tape, um, and it's like the uh, the top tape for... MMA and um, boxing kind of give you a little bit of credibility. It was like, oh, I want that. (laughs) It's it's expensive too, though.
0: (laughs) I've learned a lot. Again, like I said, I know nothing about boxing. And then we've talked a lot about how your athletic training has helped your uh, being a cut man. So how has being a cut man helped you being an athletic trainer?
1: Um. Definitely, uh, dealing just a practice with wound care. Cause I had a basketball, uh, uh, guy, um, take an elbow. And like I said, we, we see stuff, but I, I saw that before he got up, I said, he's going to bleed everywhere. And, and no one saw it. He, he ran off to the court and just with a trail of blood and no one saw it for a second. I said, I, I was already on my mind. I knew just from that hit that he was going to bleed. And, um, I went and jumped into a cutman road, and before his coaches and actually the visitor AT was there because we, you know, worked together, actually, Jennifer Rilling, she's been on one of your podcasts. Mm-hmm. She was there and I had it stopped and closed before they even got over there. Um, in, in my, ba- in my room. And it was like, Hey, what did you do? That That's your cut man coming in to, to, uh, cause you know, I was doing Cutman. I was like, yep, I had it closed. And, um, I sturdy-stripped him. He ended up going to get stitches. He didn't go back in, but he could have played if if, if he really – I think it might have been a blowout, so he didn't play. But I had him closed up and, you know, sturdy-stripped and wound-cared um, pr- pretty quickly and just been that comfortable and, and seeing stuff. And I knew that how much blood and stuff that was going to come out of that that cut in that area where it was in the eye. Some parts bleed a little bit heavier, and I, I, I just knew it, it, it was going to leak. if that helps
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure i mean it just like you said it it prepares your vision as in like analyzing hey i know what's going to happen and then knowing what to do boom 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 because you're used to having to work really quick and yeah because he
1: he ran off i I think someone might have thought he had to use the bathroom but i I knew that he took a hit and um that he was about to start bleeding everywhere and um i had him and took care of him uh very quickly (laughs)
0: all right so you had mentioned on Instagram, underscore A-T-C, underscore Joe, that's J-O, yeah. as yeah. a way to get a hold of you. You also have your Facebook on the the infographic there. And yeah. Let me switch back to that real quick. The live stream. So that's Joven C Means on Facebook. So if you want to reach out to, or I'm sorry, I, I said your name wrong. You said it. Say it for me. Javon. Javon. Okay. Yeah. Javon. I apologize for that. I'm uh, not uh, javon c means on facebook so javon leave us with uh one last thing i don't know whatever it is if it's a <laughs> plug for your school plug for mike's war tape for athletic trainers oh, okay just one last thought
1: i want to give a shout out to uh my friend donnie de valentine uh she's going to have, uh, the function junction. Um, I may go into JV and or joint venture in with her to bring more of a rehab slash healthcare aspect into the cut, man, because it's, it's, it's a lot of room to grow, um, for, uh, the, even the injury aspects the after the training, the, uh, the, uh, sports performance aspect of, of boxing and MMA. So, i um, Maybe we'll do something in the future, but also coming soon. Um, my uh, Cutman company is going to be in the Cutman um, LLC. will be coming soon.
0: <laughs> All right. So there you go. So check it out. Where do you get your mentorships there started checking out with uh, Mr. Means. And then you said Donita Valentine. I think she just started a podcast with Brandon Holland, top DAT, yeah. right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, she's a co-worker of mine uh, also and um, a, a good friend of mine. Um, and she's starting a company that uh, uh, functional movement and things of that nature that I think uh, definitely help out with some of my guys.
0: All right, so this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash cutman. Again, that's one word, C-U-T-M-A-N, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash cutman. If you are being a cut man, maybe you like to use the recovery stuff, so the Mark Pro, you can use the code DSMB. I don't know if that's anything, if that's appropriate as a Cutman. man. Uh, it doesn't sound like it really is, but maybe it's something you can kind of share with with your fighters if you are interested in being a Cutman and It gets you a discount. Um, and also Compex, I've got an email that it gives them a good discount for it. The Compex, if you got somebody wanting to recover after a fight, and it's pretty cool because they can recover while they're driving, or using the Firefly recovery, gets rid of that soreness and helps them feel fresher. sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash man. Again, I appreciate you being on here, uh, sharing your stories, and then I just look forward to hearing some more, maybe after you get your uh, joint venture or your business started, we we'll talk again about how you're athletic trainer and a businessman. So for Jeremy, and then whenever I mess up a name, I continue to mess it up. So one more time, tell me your name. Javon means. Yes, Javon. Javon. <laughs> Javon, I keep wanting to say Joven? And I know that you correct me hey, like, very politely at first. You just said, Yo, <laughs> Javon. All right. So for Jeremy, Javon, the sports medicine broadcast in Into Cut Man, that is a wrap. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>